The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. We continue to have a pretty hot summer in many areas, so please check up on your neighbors. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. Wednesday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one. And Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the rosary. Today is the optional memorial of the first martyrs of the Church of Rome. There were Christians in Rome within a dozen or so years after the death of Jesus. And in July of 64 AD, more than half of Rome was destroyed by fire. Rumor blamed the tragedy on Nero. He shifted the blame to the Christians. Many Christians were put to death. Peter and Paul were probably among the victims. Threatened by an army revolt and condemned to death by the Senate, Nero himself committed suicide in 68 A.D. at the age of 31. First martyrs of the Church of Rome, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And in the month of June, we join Pope Francis in praying for young people who are preparing for marriage with the support of a Christian community. May they grow in love with generosity, faithfulness, and patience. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In today's Gospel, we have the scene that occurs on the other side of the Sea of Genesareth, the Sea of Galilee. All three synoptics relate today's gospel scene and its miracles. Matthew lists two men possessed, and in the other two synoptic gospels, it's one man possessed. But like in other encounters with a possessed man, same with St. Paul, Lord, you are acknowledged. You are acknowledged as great, the Most High, the Son of David, a messianic title, but in a confused way, as is here. Matthew relates, When Jesus came to the territory of the Gadarenes, two demoniacs were coming from the tombs met him. They were so savage that no one could travel by that road. They cried out, What have you to do with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the appointed time? Some distance away, a herd of many swine was feeding. The demons pleaded with him, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go. Then they came out and entered the swine, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea where they were drowned. The swine herds ran away, and when they came to the town, 
They reported everything, including what had happened to the demoniacs. Thereupon the whole town came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their district. It is instructive that all the pigs, as one, chose death over life with demons in them. But apart from the swine, why did the swineherds and the townspeople ask you, Jesus, to leave? Can we say that they were just not getting it, understanding? There is the story of a cruise ship that passes by a remote island, and all the passengers see a bearded man running around and waving his arms wildly. Captain, one passenger asks, who is that man over there? I have no idea, the captain says, but he goes nuts every year when we pass him. (laughs) In that story, they're truly not getting it. But can we say that about the townsfolk and the swineherds? The swineherds have seen clearly a miracle. Two miracles, indeed. The pigs committing, as it were, suicide, and the two possessed men coming to their right minds. The townsfolk have heard the witness of these swineherds and have seen seen the, the dead pigs there in the sea and at the shore. These are evident miracles. There is someone here. There is power here. And it is you, Jesus. Again, we may ask, why did they ask you to leave, Lord? Why? I venture to say, Lord, that they have heard of you, heard much talk of you, and interesting talk of you, and here they have met you, met you in a certain way. I say the question comes down to, can I live a good life without you, Lord Jesus Christ? Can I live a good life without Christianity? C.S. Lewis says, This question sounds as if it were asked by a person who said to himself, You know, I don't care whether Christianity is in fact true or not. I'm not interested in finding out whether the real universe is more like what the Christians say than what the materialists say. All I'm interested in is leading a good life. I'm going to choose beliefs, not because I think them true, but because I find them helpful. Maybe these swineherds and these town folk were leading what you could call a good life, and that's all they were asking for. And Lord, you came to call them to more than a good life, call them to holiness in this life, eternal life. C.S. Lewis goes on to say, One of the things that distinguishes man from the other animals is that he wants to know things, wants to find out what reality is, is like simply for the sake of knowing. When that desire is completely quenched in anyone, I think he has become something less than human. As a matter of fact, I don't believe any of you have really lost that desire. If you, Lord, and your message is untrue, then no honest man will want to believe it, however helpful it might be. If it is true, every honest man will want to believe it, even if it gives him no help at all. Lord, give me the courage to get your message, the generosity to get your message, to not only know it, but to put it into action in the way I do things, the way I see things, the person I become by my choices. St. Josemaria said, There are many Christians who are persuaded that the redemption will be completed 
in all environments of the world, and that there have to be some souls, they do not know which ones, who will contribute to carrying it out with Christ. But they think it will take centuries, many centuries. It would be an eternity if it were to take place at the rate of their self-giving. That was the way you yourself thought, until someone came to wake you up. I want to be truly awakened, Lord. I want to get it. It's going to be challenging. If I'm a Christian in more than name only, I will believe that true and lasting happiness is being united with you, Jesus. And if I believe, however, that union with you, my Lord God, is impossible, then true happiness can only be found in, well, around me, the materials, the organizations, the, the services that are offered, the social services by society. And these, I'll judge them, good or bad, if they attain the goal of making someone happy, or the largest number of people happy, kind of utilitarianism. It's a temptation to think, I know how to live a good life. I know how to be a good person without going deeply into a personal relationship with you, Lord. Don't let me slip into that. Don't let me slip into that. Don't let me be legalistic about my religion. For the binding that is my religion is a love affair with you. A young man asks, Dad, when will I be old enough so I don't have to ask Mom for her permission to go out? Dad, Son, even I haven't grown old enough to go out without her permission. <laughs> Send me grace, Lord, so that I see that wherever I go, I'm going out with you. Wherever I go, I carry my heart, and I see you in other people. I see behind all the things out there, I see you. I see you. St. Josemaria said, Self-giving is the first step along the road of sacrifice, joy, love, union with God, and then an entire life is filled with a holy madness which makes us find happiness where human logic would see only denial, suffering, pain. Sometimes I'm afraid of that suffering and pain, and I too might be tempted to be like an ostrich sticking my head in the sand. C.S. Lewis said, But to evade the Son of Man? to look the other way, to pretend you haven't noticed, to become suddenly absorbed in something on the other side of the street, to leave the receiver off the telephone, because it, it might be he who was ringing it up, to leave unopened certain letters in a strange handwriting, because they might be from him. This is a different matter. You may not be certain yet whether you ought to be a Christian, but you do know you ought to be a man. And your particular love is for us as men and women. Lord, grant me grace. Grant me courage. Grant me gratitude, even. For I am not better off having been without meeting you, without knowing you and loving you. St. Josemaria encourages us with this. These days, you were saying, have been the happiest of my life. And I answered you without hesitation. That is because you have lived with a little more self-giving than usual. And St. Josemaria also said, The more generous you are for God, the happier you will be. Lord, you are telling this to me through St. Josemaria. I think I can understand the swineherds and the townsfolk 
in their desire to not have a complicated life. But what a kind of life is that? A life without love, having known you, having met you. This just won't do. We human beings weren't made to be moralistically good. Weren't we made to be children of God, Lord? Didn't you die on the cross that we be children of God? We weren't meant to climb a mountain of morality. We were made to fly. I ask for the gift from my mother Mary. Mary, when I am tempted, when I'm tempted to tell your son to move on, to go to another district, because I'm afraid the sacrifice is great, Keep reminding me the love of your son is greater still. And intercede then that I have this courage to say, stay with me, stay in my heart, do not let me falter. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help for putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll pray in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 19 past the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. We pray with the whole church now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm at the Office of Reading. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach Him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. 
Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. My God is the rock where I take refuge, my shield, my mighty help, my stronghold. The Lord is worthy of all praise. When I call, I am saved from my foes. The waves of death rose about me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The snares of the grave entangled me. The traps of death confronted me. In my anguish, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. I love love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. The Lord Lord has saved saved me. He wanted wanted me for his his own. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The mountains were shaken to their base. They reeled at his terrible anger. Smoke came forth from his nostrils and scorching fire from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by its heat. He lowered the heavens and came down. A black 
cloud under his feet. He came enthroned on the cherubim. He flew on the wings of the wind. He made the darkness his covering, the dark waters of the clouds his tent. A brightness shone out before him with hailstones and flashes of fire. The Lord thundered in the heavens. The Most High let his voice be heard. He shot his arrows, scattered the foe, flashed his lightnings and put them to flight. The bed of the ocean was revealed. The foundations of the world were laid bare at the thunder of your threat, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your anger. From on high he reached down and seized me. He drew me forth from the mighty waters. He snatched me from my powerful foe, from my enemies whose strength I could not match. They assailed me in the day of my misfortune, but the Lord was my support. He brought me forth into freedom. He saved me because he loved me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord Lord has saved me. He He wanted me for his own. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance, and scatter my darkness. Lord, kindle a light for my nights and scatter my darkness. He rewarded me because I was just, repaid me for my hands were clean, for I have kept the way of the Lord and have not fallen away, for his judgments are all before me. I have never neglected his commands. I have always been upright before him. I have kept myself from guilt. He repaid me because I was just, and my hands were clean in his eyes. You are loving with those who love you. You show yourself perfect with the perfect. With the sincere, you show yourself sincere. But the cunning you outdo in cunning. For you save a humble people but humble the eyes that are proud. You, O Lord, are my lamp, my God, who lightens my darkness. With you I can break through any barrier. With my God I can scale any wall. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. Lord, kindle a light for my eyes and scatter my darkness. All wondered at the words of grace which came from the mouth of the Lord. From the second book of Samuel. Ishbal, son of Saul, had two company leaders named Baana 
and Rechab, sons of Rimnon, the Beerothite of the tribe of Benjamin. The Aroth, too, was ascribed to Benjamin. The Beerothites fled to Gitium, where they have been resident aliens to this day. Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son named Meribal with crippled feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled. But in their hasty flight, he fell and became lame. The sons of Rimon the Barathite, Rechab and Benah, came into the house of Izbahal during the heat of the day while he was taking his siesta. The portress of the house had dozed off while sifting wheat and was asleep. So Rechab and his brother Baana slipped past and entered the house while Ishbaal was lying asleep in his bedroom. They struck and killed him and cut off his head. Then, taking the head, they traveled on the Ererba robe all night long. They brought the head of Ishbael to David in Hebron and said to the king, This is the head of Ishbael, son of your enemy Saul, who sought your life. Thus has the Lord this day avenged my lord and king on Saul and his posterity. But David replied to Rechab and his brother Baana, sons of Rimeon the Berathite, as the Lord lives, who rescued me from all difficult in Ziglag, I seized and put to death the man who informed me of Saul's death, thinking himself the bearer of good news for which I ought to give him a reward. How much more now, when wicked men have slain an innocent man in his bed at home, must I hold you responsible for his death and destroy you from the earth? So at a command from David, the young men killed them and cut off their heads and feet hanging them up near the pool in Hebron. But he took the head of Ishbael and buried it in Abner's grave in Hebron. All the tribes of Israel came to David in Hebron and said, Here we are, your bone and your flesh. In days past, when Saul was our king, it was you who led the Israelites out and brought them back. And the Lord said to you, you shall shepherd my people Israel and shall be commander of Israel. When all the elders of Israel came to David in Hebron, King David made an agreement with them before the Lord and they anointed him king of Israel. David was 30 years old when he became king and he reigned for 40 years, seven years and six months in Hebron over Judah and 33 years in Jerusalem over all Israel and Judah. Then the king and his men set out for Jerusalem against the Jebusites who had inhabited the region. David was told, You cannot enter here. The blind and the lame will drive you away, which was their way of saying, David cannot enter here. But David did take the stronghold of Zion, which is the city of David. The Word of the Lord. The kings of the earth rise up in revolt, and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and his anointed. I have, I have enthroned, enthroned my king on Zion, Zion my, my holy mountain. mountain. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? I, I have enthroned, enthroned my king on Zion, my holy mountain. A reading from the book Way of Perfection 
by St. Teresa of Avila, Virgin. When asking a favor of some person of importance, would anyone be so ill-mannered and thoughtless as not first to consider how best to address him in order to make a good impression and to give him no cause for offense? Surely he would think over his petition carefully and his reason for making it, especially if it were for something specific and important as our good Jesus tells us our petitions should be. It seems to me that this point deserves serious attention. My Lord, could you not have included all in one word by saying, Father, give us whatever is good for us? After all, to one who understands everything so perfectly, what need is there to say more? O eternal wisdom, between you and your Father that was enough. That was how you prayed in the garden. You expressed your desire and fear, but surrendered yourself to his will. But as for us, my Lord, you know that we are less submissive to the will of your Father and need to mention each thing separately in order to stop and think whether it would be good for us and otherwise not ask for it. You see, the gift our Lord intends for us may be by far the best. But if it is not what we wanted, we are quite capable of flinging it back in His face. That is the kind of people we are. Ready cash is the only wealth we understand. Therefore the good Jesus bids us repeat these words, this prayer for His kingdom to come in us. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. See how wise our Master is. But what do we mean when we pray for this kingdom? That is what I am going to consider now, for it is important that we should understand it. Our good Jesus placed these two petitions side by side, because he realized that in our inadequacy, we could never fittingly hallow, praise, exalt, or glorify this holy name of the Eternal Father, unless he enabled us to do so, by giving us his kingdom here on earth. But since we must know what we are asking for, and how important it is to pray for it without ceasing, and to do everything in our power to please Him who is to give it to us. I should now like to give you my own thoughts on the matter. Of the many joys that are found in the kingdom of heaven, the greatest seems to me to be the sense of tranquility and well-being that we shall experience when we are free from all concern for earthly things. Glad because others are glad, and forever at peace, we shall have the deep satisfaction of seeing that by all creatures the Lord is honored and praised and His name blessed. No one ever offends Him, for there everyone loves Him. Loving Him is the soul's one concern. Indeed, it cannot help but love Him, for it knows Him. Here below, our love must necessarily fall short of that perfection and constancy. But even so, how different it would be, how much more like that of heaven, if we really knew our Lord. He who knows what good things to give his children exhorts us to ask, to seek, and to knock. The more, the more truly, truly we believe, believe the, the more strongly we hope, and the more ardently we desire, and more generously we receive. In our petitions, we will receive more by sighs than by speech, 
more by tears than by words. The more truly we believe, the more strongly we hope, and the more ardently we desire, the more generously we will receive. Let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 21 minutes before the hour, we'll pray, we'll read, we'll meditate. All coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Wednesday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time, June 30th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord encounters two men possessed with demons. From the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. And when he came to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, two demoniacs met him, coming out of the tombs, so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a herd of many swine was feeding at some distance from them, and the demons begged him, If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of swine. Go! So they came out and went into the swine, and behold, The whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the waters. The herdsmen fled, and going into the city, they told everything and what had happened to the demoniacs. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their neighborhood. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. We're celebrating the optional memorial of the first martyrs of the Church of Rome, and it really didn't take long for Christianity to arrive in the city of Rome, especially once Peter had set up camp there. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 6, Special Feasts. The Christian faith very soon reached Rome, which was at that time the center of the civilized world. Perhaps the first Christians in the capital of the empire were converted Jews who had come across the faith in Jerusalem itself or in some of the cities in Asia Minor that had been evangelized by St. Paul. The faith was passed on from friend to friend between workmates and relatives. The arrival of St. Peter in about the year 43 brought about a perceptible strengthening of the little Christian community there. From Rome, the new religion spread to many parts of the empire. The internal peace enjoyed by the imperial world at that time, the improvement in communications that facilitated travel, and the rapid transmission of ideas and news all favored the spreading of Christianity. 
the Roman roads that, beginning in the herbs, the great city itself, reached the most remote corners of the empire, and the commercial fleets that regularly crossed the waters of the Mediterranean all helped to spread the new Christian religion throughout the length and breadth of the Roman world. Virtually orbis terrarum. It is difficult to describe the process of conversion, the sequence of experience that affected each person who embraced Christianity in first century Rome, just as it is now, for each conversion is always a miracle of grace and a personal correspondence with God's gift of it. There is no doubt that a decisive influence was the good example given by the Christians, the bonus odor Christi which had its repercussions in the way they worked, in their joy, their charity, and their understanding for everyone, in the austerity of their lives, and in their human likableness. They were men and women who tried to live their faith fully in the midst of their ordinary activities. They were now to be found in all levels of society. Daniel was young, and Joseph a slave. Aquila wrought at a craft, the woman who sold purple dye stuff supervised a busy workshop. Another was a prison governor, and another a centurion like Cornelius. Yet another was in ill health like Timothy. Another was a runaway from slavery like Onesimus. Nothing proved a hindrance to any of these. But all were joyously welcomed and accepted, both men and women, both young and old, both slaves and free men, both soldiers and civilian citizens alike. The Acts of the Apostles has left us a delightful account of the hospitality shown by the Christians in Rome. They tell of the welcome given to Paul when he was brought as a prisoner to the capital. The brethren there, St. Luke informs us, when they heard of us, came as far as the Forum of Appius and the Three Taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. Paul felt strengthened by these demonstrations of fraternal charity. The first Christians did not give up their professional or social activities. Some people were to do so with a specific call from God rather more than two centuries later. With their lives and their words, they considered themselves very much part of this world, of which they were convinced they were destined to be salt and light. An early writer summed it up as follows, Christians are to the world what the soul is to the body. We can examine ourselves today to see whether, like those first Christians, we too give good example to the extent that we do in fact move others to come closer to Christ. Do we edify others by our sobriety, by the way we spend money, by our unquenchable cheerfulness, by doing our work well, by keeping our word, by the way we live justice at work with our subordinates and our peers, by carrying out works of mercy, and by never having a bad word to say about anybody at all. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Twelve minutes before the hour, time to pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
light, we see light itself. O Lord, Lord, in in your light, we we see light itself. Sin speaks to the sinner in the depths of his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. He so flatters himself in his mind that he knows not his guilt. In his mouth are mischief and deceit. All wisdom is gone. He plots the defeat of goodness as he lies on his bed. He has set his foot on evil ways. He clings to what is evil. Your love, O Lord, reaches to heaven, your truth to the skies. Your justice like God's mountain, your judgments like the deep. To both man and beast you give protection. O Lord, how precious is your love. My God, the sons of men find refuge in the shelter of your wings. They feast on the riches of your house. They drink from the stream of your delight. In you is the source of life, and in your light we see light. Keep on loving those who know you, doing justice for upright hearts. Let the foot of the proud not crush me, nor the hand of the wicked cast me out. See how the evildoers fall? Flung down, they shall never arise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now. now. and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, you are the source of unfailing light. Give us true knowledge of your mercy, so that we may renounce our pride and be filled with the riches of your house. O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O God, You are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. O God, God, you you are great and glorious. We We marvel at your power. Strike up the instruments, a song to my God with timbrels. Chant to the Lord with cymbals. Sing him a new song. Exalt and acclaim his name. A new hymn I will sing to my God. O Lord, great are you and glorious, wonderful in power and unsurpassable. Let your every creature serve you, for you spoke and they were made. You sent forth your spirit and they were created. No one can resist your word. The mountains to their bases and the seas are shaken. The rocks, like wax, melt before your glance. But to those who fear you, you are very merciful. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. O God, you are are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. All peoples, clap your hands. Cry to God with shouts of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, we must fear. Great King over all the earth. 
He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. Our inheritance, our glory, is from Him, given to Jacob out of love. God goes up with shouts of joy. The Lord goes up with trumpet blast. Sing praise for God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. God is King of all the earth. Sing praise with all your skill. God is King over the nations. God reigns on His holy throne. The princes of peoples are assembled with the people of Abraham's God. The rulers of the earth belong to God, to God all who reigns over all. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, King of all peoples and all ages, it is your victory we celebrate as we sing with all the skill at our command. Help us always to overcome evil by good, and we may rejoice in your triumph forever. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. A reading from the Book of Tobit Do to no one what you yourself dislike. Give to the hungry some of your bread, and to the naked some of your clothing. Seek counsel from every wise man. At all times bless the Lord God and ask Him to make all your paths straight and to grant success to all your endeavors and plans. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Incline my heart according to to your will, O God. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Speed my steps along your path according to your will, O God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Let us give thanks to Christ and offer him continual praise, for he sanctifies us and calls us his brothers. Lord, help Help your brothers brothers to grow in holiness. With single-minded devotion, we dedicate the beginnings of this day to the honor of your resurrection. May we make the whole day pleasing to you by our works of holiness. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. As a sign of your love, you renew each day for the sake of our well-being and happiness. Renew us daily for the sake of your glory. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. Teach us today to recognize your presence in all men. Especially in the poor and in those who mourn. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. Grant that we may live today in peace with all men. Never rendering evil for evil. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Savior, Hear our morning prayer. Help us to follow the light and live the truth. In you we have been born again as sons and daughters of light. May we be your witness before all the world. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out now. Make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.